obviously you know that there's a public perception that, and, and you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No. No. I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino is right here, and she's uh, got to sell uh, advertising. Uh, absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so, no, no. Actually, what what this advertising boycott is uh, is, is going to do? It's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company? I, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah? They're going to say... Tell it to, the, tell it to Earth. But they're going, to say that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? That's, that's and, what and they're let, going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. Resistance crews is preparing to jump to light speed. Hey, media matters for America. Go f yourself. Today is November 30th, 2023. Media matters came for our boy. Elon Musk. And so we are going to come for them. Who is Media Matters? Who funds them? What do they do? Why are they so evil? We're going to talk about all of it and expose some really dark secrets of Media Matters on this show while featuring some of the victims of Media Matters supposed journalism, which is really just hatchet jobs for people that hate free speech. They do hate free speech because Free speech is a precursor to free thought, and if you can think freely and speak freely, you're not a slave. Media Matters wants to enslave you, and we don't like slavery here on In the Arena. It's your host, Benny Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start throwing some punches. So last week, Media Matters did a hit piece on Elon Musk and X, and that caused a bunch of X advertisers to flee the platform. It kind of reminded us of this scenario, you might recall, when the... Uh, Democrat Party stood with tiki torches in front of Glenn Youngkin's bus. This was before Glenn Youngkin was governor. He was soon to be governor, but they got a bunch of Democrat Party and Lincoln Project activists and predators, presumably, to stand in front of the truck as white supremacists. Why? Because there's a supply and demand problem. 
The left needs to smear the right with racism or anti-Semitism, all things that they're guilty of, but they don't have the assets. They don't have the supply. So they have to actually manufacture the supply. And that is precisely what Media Matters did. Check this out. The second Elon Musk bought Twitter, the Democrats realized the next election couldn't be rigged. The FBI wouldn't be able to censor speech to help Biden win. Musk had to be taken out. This was a job for Media Matters. The left-wing media watchdog group put the hit out on Friday. Corporate ads on Twitter are running right next to Nazi content, Media Matters claimed. They put out screenshots of white supremacist videos next to ads for IBM, Apple, Oracle, Xfinity, Bravo, many others. These are Fortune 500 companies, many of them, and they panicked. IBM suspended advertising on Twitter. So did Apple, Disney, Comcast, Paramount. All those companies pulled ads. Media Matters then did a victory dance. The platform is so saturated with extremism, with white genocide, with anti-Semitism, with racism, with conspiracy theories, things that otherwise should be managed in some way, that they can't actually protect the few brands that are still willing to remain on the platform. That man is Angelo Corazon. He's the president of Media Matters. Don't worry. We got something for you later, Angelo. Ladies and gentlemen, what about this lawsuit, though, that Elon Musk filed? Because Elon Musk dropped a thermonuclear lawsuit on Media Matters. What does it allege? We dug through the lawsuit. We read it line and verse, and we found something fascinating. According to the internals at the X platform, which is, I guess, really important, the engineers at the platform, saying these ads didn't actually run against racist or white supremacist content. The way that Media Matters got this result is fraud. They created sock accounts, they followed the brands, and then they followed white supremacists, therefore actually boosting the white supremacists, there's a trend here, boosting the racists that they claim to be fighting, boosting the anti-Semites that they claim to be fighting. Then they clicked refresh, 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 over 50,000 times until they finally got the screenshot that they wanted. But it gets even worse. Researchers have not been able to actually replicate the result of this experience. Michael Schellenberger, who's one of the most respected tech reporters and investigative reporters on planet Earth, said he could not get this same thing to happen. He tried to do the same thing. It seems utterly fraudulent, fraudulent on its face, demonstrably fraudulent. So how did they do it? Some people have been saying that perhaps there is a deletion hack that Media Matters used in their fraud in order to figure out how to game the system and get these results. You can see here how you can delete or block certain accounts and that will move up your ad experience in the feed. We're not trying to get too technical here, but it's really important because Elon Musk's entire lawsuit against Media Matters is predicated on the fact that this is not a true user experience and that X did nothing wrong. X did nothing wrong. But who did do something wrong? Well, interestingly enough, Media Matters did. One, Media Matters is now being investigated by multiple red states for fraud. Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas has opened up a investigation into Media Matters' fraudulent practices, saying in Texas, that don't, that dog don't hunt. Thank God, people finally fighting back. Watch. We're actually starting that investigation. That's what this is about, is starting the investigation to determine if Media Matters basically defrauded consumers and, and, and potentially tried to put Twitter out of business 
by lying to consumers and lying to advertisers on Twitter about what was actually happening and, and trying to claim that Elon Musk and Twitter was racist when actually it was Media Matters that was promoting that, that idea and that story. So God bless Republicans for finally fighting back. God bless Republicans who have legal authority and power to do something like this, doing it. And it's not just one. It's not just the great state of Texas. The state of Missouri is also looking into this. The Missouri attorney general is officially investigating media matters and their fraudulent practices to game servers for a hit piece targeting X. Why would they target X? What is the point of targeting X? There are a lot of targets out there, right? I mean, of all places like Twitter, really? This is your biggest target? dead naming Twitter. Here we go. It has nothing to do with Twitter. It has nothing to do with anti-Semitism, which of course we'll show you in a moment. Media Matters is the one guilty of anti-Semitism. Angelo Corazone, the president of Media Matters, the entire organization is shot through with hatred of the people of Israel and the Jewish people. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this has everything to do with freedom versus slavery. Media Matters is solely on the side of slavery. They don't want free speech. Free, the free speech is a predicate for free thought, right ways around. If you can speak freely and think freely, you are not a slave. And Media Matters must have you enslaved. You must be good little servants of the little fascist regime that they wish to impose upon you. Elon Musk doesn't like that. And so he speaks out against it. And this distilled in a single clip and a single answer and a single interview is exactly why they're attacking Elon Musk. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if this is necessarily sort of one candidate or another candidate, but it's, um, I'm generally against things that are anti-meritocratic, uh, or where there's an attempt to suppress discussion, um, where ev even discussing a topic is, uh, you know, not allowed. Um, the woke mind virus is communism rebranded. The woke mind virus is communism rebranded. Woo. Say something like that. If you're the most powerful man in the world. He made too many electric cars. <laughs> he He's too green. We must destroy him. He likes liberalism, which, of course, liberalism is freedom of speech. Liberalism at its root is self-determination. These people are not liberals. They are fascistic. They are fascists. Elon Musk says communism, fascism. It's, it's two sides of the same coin. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the problem. Projection which is always what happens with evil people. Media Matters is projecting. They're projecting their own anti-Semitism onto Elon Musk. They know how vicious, vile, and self-loathing they are. And so they must throw that on somebody. They must say, wow, this is a really bad thing that I live with. Maybe Elon Musk is guilty of the same thing. It's, it's always projection. It's always self-hatred with these people. You can see it. They're dripping in it. Angelo Corson is the president of Media Matters. He used to write a blog. On that blog, he would talk disparagingly about the Jewish people. He used the term Jewry and trannies. Ladies and gentlemen, he would talk about Japanese people as Japs. Now, I would never use those that terminology, of course. It's disgraceful. But the president of Media Matters would. Isn't he then, therefore, by definition, the bigoted site? Isn't he the person who should be canceled? Angelo Corson is now the ringleader of a hive of scum and villainy at Media Matters, as has been demonstrated here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in screenshots of Media Matters 
investigators, reporters, writers, whatever you want to call them, apparatchiks for the regime, uh, being vile and vicious anti-Semites who do not wish for the uh, people of Israel and the Jewish people to have a home state, straight up calling for the destruction of Israel is what Media Matters writers do. Here are some of the quotes from Media Matters writers. These are the people who are in the employ of the supposedly uh, virtuous Media Matters. There are far too many parallels between Israel's tactics and the atrocities committed by the Germans 80 years ago. Okay, so Israel's the Nazi state. Got it? Can't tell if Israel is phoning it in uh, with this dog shit PR because they think of their ability to act with complete impunity is preordained. Because it is a country where one out of every 10 guys runs a combination pizzeria discotheque. Sounds awesome, actually. Daily reminder that Israel's policy for Palestine is ethnic cleansing. Periodically checking on Israel and hearing things uh, like the finance minister saying he's a fascist homophobe who won't stone gays. And then he talks about uh, Israel being a shithole that we shouldn't send any money to. Again, ladies and gentlemen, they are the vicious anti-Semites that are set, dead set against the destruction of the state of Israel, calling it a genocide state. Well, what do you do with states like that? You destroy them, right? Those, those states can't exist. So does Media Matters itself that is run by a man who uses anti-Semitic slurs in his own writing and is staffed by individuals who clearly hate the state of Israel. On, on the other hand, you have Elon Musk, who just this week was in Israel, meeting with Israel's president, Bibi Netanyahu, touring the site of a terrorist attack in solidarity with the Jewish people and pledging financial support and assistance with his technological platforms. Weird, a strange thing. I, would, I, don't, I don't think you'd see Hitler doing this. Elon Musk is literally Hitler. Literally, right? I haven't seen any Media Matters writers stand in solidarity with anybody who had a uh, horrific terrorist attack. I mean, that's a child's crib. I mean, sit back for a second and just take it in. This is a child's crib with bullets in it, right? So... Has Media Matters, has any Media Matters writers gone to Israel to pledge support? I mean, maybe you can say, like what I often say about war, is that there's no angels, right? There's just differing degrees of devil, okay? That includes America. I'm very, very anti-war. People that tell you that are on the side of the angels in war are always lying to you, but here we are. Like, you could have has any Media Matters writer ever said a single thing in support? of the people who were slaughtered by Islamic terrorists? Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? No, of course not. Because this is a deeply evil organization that stands lockstep with some of the most fascistic people on planet Earth. They want the chaos. They live for the chaos of what's happening in regions like Israel. They like the capacity to use the horrors of what's happening in that region to attack their political enemies here domestically. That's the goal. As evidenced and laid out by somebody who huh, knows way more about it than I do, the great Tucker Carlson. Somebody sent me a piece. There's a group called Media Matters, which is a, you know, it's a censorship organization funded by Soros and a lot of other people who hate Western civilization designed to prohibit people from saying 
certain things. Well, the things that they're prohibiting people from saying are 100% true, and that's why they're prohibiting it. Yes. Funded by George Soros, though, says Tucker Carlson. Shall we check? <laughs> ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Like every evil thing in society, it always it always lands at the feet of Hill Dog, our sweet, sweet princess that was not queen, Hillary Clinton, introducing George Soros at the Democratic National Convention in 2014, 2004, correction. This is when George Soros first got into the bloodstream, and it all starts in this moment. We have been given an extraordinary blessing. And at this moment in time, our country needs us. And we need people like George Soros, who is fearless and willing to step up when it counts. So please join me in welcoming George Soros. Uh, it is the first time that I feel that I need to stand up and do something really uh, in, uh, and become really engaged um, in the electoral process in, in this country. So we're going to become very engaged in the electoral process in this country, says a foreign billionaire. Well, that should sound some alarm bells to everyone. Also, the more you study George Soros, the more you study that this man has absolutely no morals, no principles, and simply wants destruction. Now, how would you go about, if you're such a villain, how would you go about taking over a country like this, an entire political party? Well, one, you'd get in bed with somebody who's in charge of a single party with absolutely no morals, like Hillary Clinton. She remained married to Bill Clinton, right? She was in the White House. Half the time Monica was there, that's a fact. And so she, this is a person who clearly has no morals, no scruples, and so you, you would obviously link up with them. Hillary Clinton in that clip, woof, buzz, I mean, your girlfriend, Hillary Clinton, find some concealer. Uh, but you you get introduced, right, by Hillary Clinton to the, to the world of politics. And then you go through the organization that has been built, the machine that has been built, the Clinton machine, and you begin to weaponize those who criticize you. You weaponize that machine in order to harm the people who are exposing you. Because if you truly are a villain, well, you can't have people know the truth. The truth is the thing you must be punished for. People are never punished for telling lies, obviously. Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton are still allowed in public, right? Joe Biden is allowed to live at the White House. You're never punished for telling lies. You're punished for telling the truth. And so that is what George Soros set about, setting up an operation that punishes people for telling the truth. And so in the same year that Hillary Clinton, in some murky, dark, disturbed, moldy-looking room there, was introducing George Soros, this is totally cretin, same year David Brock, the hatchet man for the Clintons, began Media Matters. Now, David Brock began Media Matters, and they vociferously denied that George Soros funded Media Matters because they, they knew that as soon as that was made public, that it would bring an entirely new light to the organization. But indeed, George Soros does fund Media Matters. Here in 2010, after years of denying a connection with George Soros, they lied, remember, the lies don't get you in trouble. The truth gets you in trouble. Media Matters accepts his $1 million donation publicly. 
Oh, okay. Well, interesting. The donation was given to wage war on Fox, specifically on Glenn Beck. Why? Well, because, and I quote, Fox allowed Glenn Beck to become an out-of-control vehicle for potential incitement of domestic terrorism. <laughs> this is from 2010. <laughs> I used to work for Glenn Beck. In, I, I literally worked for Glenn Beck in this time period. The playbook is so the same. It's so old. It's so decrepit. But it works. We are especially pleased in this moment of hidden right-wing billionaire money corrupting our democracy. Mr. Soros, upon deciding to support our efforts, quickly and transparently made his support public. David Brock, in November of 2010, founded America Bridge, 21st Century PAC, a research arm of Media Matters. This research arm of Media Matters in the Democrat Party then hoovered up enormous amounts of money from George Soros, millions of dollars. June 2012, Soros donates a million dollars and a million dollars to Priorities USA, another organization with David Brock connections. These two donations, totaling $2 million, were Soros' largest donations in 2012. The guy is totally bankrolling this operation. In, 20, in 2013, Soros donates $500,000 to American Bridge Pack. In November 2013, the David Brock starts Correct the Record Super PAC to promote Dem 2016 candidates, but it was really all about Hillary Clinton. Soros donated $1 million again in 2014. 2014, David Brock acknowledges that Soros is a major donor, tries to walk it back, claiming he only funds less than 10%, really. Hmm. Interesting. This is David Brock himself, the, the mastermind behind this entire network, the smear machine for the left, admitting that George Soros, yeah, man, he's the kingpin. This is George Soros media intended to be hatchet job on free speech. Watch. On Fox News, Media Matters gets painted as the George Soros-funded group. Is he the main donor? Is, is it right to, for Fox News to basically describe it that way? No, it's, uh, I mean, we appreciate George Soros' generosity, but uh, he, he is a major donor, but it's not a huge percentage of our budget. We have a very diverse funding base, and we're really not beholden to anybody. So, for example, what percentage of your funding would come from Soros? Uh, less than 10%. So you're saying that you have a diverse number of donors, but they all have the same interests, don't they? Same liberal politics at heart. Sure. I mean, I think their interest is in honest journalism and a fair debate. And I think we think and I think our donors believe that in the vast majority of cases, if people get accurate information rather than misinformation, that's going to serve the progressive cause. Sure. And we're I mean, open about the fact that we are a liberal organization. So you can always tell with people the beautiful thing about the design of human beings that we are all designed by uh, the same creator. And so you have these ticks that people get when they're lying. Their voice goes up like that. That's why some anchors on TV talk like this because they're always lying. David Brock, his voice goes up. He fiddles with his earpiece. You can tell the ticks. You can understand the ticks. David Brock knows damn well, but none of this infrastructure would exist without George Soros. A foreign-born leftist billionaire who has clearly no morals and is all about the destruction of Western society. This is his operation internally to destroy our Western civilization here in America. That is what it amounts to. Remember, when the president swears in on the violence, I will protect America from enemies foreign and domestic. That's what every public official swears upon. There are domestic enemies. That's why the line's in there. And this is it.
because this is the domestic enemy of the thing that keeps us Americans and keeps our country stable and prosperous is freedom of speech, freedom of thought. The, inabil the, the inability for us to become enslaved by a fascistic government entity. But that, 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 that is eroding quickly. And it is eroding because unlike many Republican donors, George Soros is all in on the destruction of Western civilization. In 2014 to 2015, David Broccoli's priority USA pact to reelect Hillary to elect Hillary Clinton before being ousted. So David Brock was ousted from his own super PAC. That super PAC then went on to immediately try and elect Hillary Clinton. In May 2015, Soros donates another $1 million to Brock's American Bridge super PAC to elect Hillary Clinton. March 2016, Soros donates $2 million to American Bridge PAC. Here are all the filing. You can see it, right? It's all available. The filing, you just look. How can you say that George Soros is behind this? Well, they, they, have, you, have you done 10 seconds of actually looking at FEC filings? We did. 2016, priorities. USA PAC, where David Brock worked during the 2016 cycle, receives $10 million from George Soros. Wow. Soros donates another 300,000. 2018 cycle, Soros donates $5 million. Again, this is the research arm of the Democrat Party and the research arm of Media Matters. Soros spends 500 million. Soros is the key funder of this entire diseased organ inside of the Democrat Party. It is verifiable. And it is true to say it. And you should never uh, be fearful of what is true. Media Matters has, uh, is a, a, a baby, like a, 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 a spawn, a demon spawn of old grudges from people who were humiliated, particularly by Tucker Carlson. And that person is David Brock. David Brock was uh, completely embarrassed by Tucker Carlson uh, in his pro-Clinton ramblings after fancying himself as a conservative writer. David Brock started off as a conservative, writing hit pieces on the Clintons, and then did one of the most reptilian things we've ever seen in the history of Washington, D.C., which is saying a lot, and flipped parties in order to become the attack dog for Hillary. Again, people with no morals, people with no scruples, people with no compass. These are the most dangerous people. Weak men are the most dangerous people on planet Earth. I, mean, I think it's Jordan Peterson who says, if you think strong men are scary, wait till you see what weak men are capable of. David Brock is a weak man, as evidenced by this exchange with Tucker Carlson in 2006. And it's really telling about where Media Matters gets its vile, bile, and venom from when you see David Brock get utterly spanked in these uh, exchanges, you, you understand where all of the resentment comes from, especially knowing that David Brock tried to cut it in conservative media and failed, ended up joining the other side. This is the actual spawn of where the viciousness in media matters comes from. Watch. The point that they're making that the Bush administration and the Clinton administration both had a hand in allowing America to be unprepared for 9-11 and that the Bush, the Clinton administration didn't take terrorism seriously enough and didn't do all it could to apprehend Osama bin Laden, that's beyond dispute. We know that at, to be true. That's a fact. So the Clinton people are mad about it. They're defensive about it. I get it. 
But why are you helping them to rewrite history? Why are you being a shill for their interests in this case? Look, this is, as you say, being billed as a docudrama, but there's no docu to the drama. It's all drama. The Media Matters mission is to fight misinformation in the media, and everything we know about this movie, including the admissions by ABC, by the writer, producer, by Tom Kane, show that it's a total distortion and totally fictionalized. Well, that's, that's, you know what? You're reading off a list of talking points, and again, you're not addressing I'm not the reading. theme. No, no, yes, yes, you are, though. You're repeating not. talking points distilled, come up with, written by people who worked in the. No, who have you invested don't know that. in interest. That's not the case. I, I, I do know that. I've read everything really? you've been emailing to me and other. A journalist all day what long. What we've been emailing is, is our original research, Tucker. Okay. Well, I, I think in this case, as, and if as you many don't others, like it, you are acting as a partisan Democratic shill, and it's a shame on behalf, hold on, on behalf of if people. If we're going to get into name calling, I'm not name calling. I yeah, just think this are. history is important, and there are people, it is John Podesta, Sandy Berger, who were there at the time, who have a vested interest in presenting their side of the case. You can see the rage boiling over. And the weak little fussy man, little fussy man, <laughs> David Brock. David Brock was kicked out of Media Matters. You know this? David Brock's been kicked out of every organization he started. Um, not a good person, right? Like, not a good person. When you live inside of a den of vipers and the vipers don't like you, hmm, what does it say about your character? David Brock handed the presidency of Media Matters uh, over to Angelo Corso. In 2009, the other man behind Media Matters merges. Angelo Corzone is a person who, once again, was raised as a conservative and then found a vicious turn, decided to start the Stop Glenn Beck movement. He spearheaded the Kick Glenn Beck off of Fox News movement. Notice it's, it's never what they say it is. We are here to correct misinformation. No, they're here to silence voices and destroy careers. They're here to try and bankrupt Elon Musk and X. That is the play, and they've played that note every single time that somebody tries to stand in their way or criticize them. So here's the note, hit again and again and again. The Stop Glenn Beck campaign end up, ended up working over time, then they went after Rush Limbaugh. Then they went after Tucker Carlson, and they've been in a grudge war feud with Tucker Carlson for the better part of 20 years, as evidenced by the clip. And of course, Tucker Carlson has a show on X. It's really not hard to follow the lineage here. What is interesting, however, is as you see all of these attacks by Media Matters on particular figures inside of free speech media, Donald Trump, of course, being one of them that takes uh, massive, massive hits. Bill O'Reilly, again, they, they have a successful scalp wall of people who've been kicked off air. The goal is not to correct misinformation. The goal is not to be fact checkers. The goal is personal destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, what is stunning to us in our research of media matters is that it's beyond just personal destruction of the moment. It's actually manufactured, orchestrated architecture of destruction, wherein they become the proponents of misinformation. An incredible document from 2017 uh, was made public. I don't think it was ever intended to be made public. But in 2017, David Brock did an autopsy of the 2016 loss, Hillary Clinton loss, to Donald Trump. His playbook leaked, Democracy Matters Strategic Plan for Action. 
it reads like a people's history, a Wikipedia written people's history of the last four years of the Trump administration. It is utterly remarkable. So first off, they abjectly state that the election was stolen in 2016. They create effectively the talking points and the playbook for the Democrat party marching forward through the entire Trump administration and they follow it to the letter. By the way, this is the architecture of misinformation. So much like they're going after Elon Musk saying he's anti-Semitic when they're the ones writing bigoted blog, blog posts employing people that call for the wanton destruction of Israel, they're the ones creating the architecture of misinformation. It's incredible, it's remarkable. And it's true, what you're seeing on your screen here is true. So the tenets of this autopsy is one, Donald Trump didn't win, which is of course making them election deniers. They should be prosecuted for this, right? Is that the rule? They should be prosecuted for this. Somebody should open up an investigation. Somebody needs to open up a federal investigation. They said that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election. That's grounds for prosecution. Secondarily, they're going to adapt to a new reality and win. What's that new reality? They're going to put pressure on social media platforms like Google and Facebook to no longer publish what they call fake news. What that means is conservative media, free speech media. They're going to engage in harassment campaigns in order to halt discourse. American Bridge will cement itself as a standard bearer for opposition research, build on its role as a progressive clearinghouse for information that drives the narrative of Republican office holders and candidates at the epicenter of the Democrats' work to regain power, starting in 2017 and building in 2020. Here's what that success will look like. Trump will be defeated through either impeachment or at the ballot box. They created the architecture for Trump's fake impeachments. Trump, the most acquitted man in U.S. government history. Competitive analysis, attacks on conservative social media. Meanwhile, the right has spent millions building up and maintaining the next generation of conservative news infra infrastructure, which it effectively weaponized through social media and affiliate sites during the 2016 presidential campaign. So what they did was they worked with social media companies to weight the corporate captured media against emergent right-wing media or just free speech media. And you saw, of course, that change happen drastically in your Facebook feed at the time or your Instagram feed at the time. You can't get in there, but somehow you, the New York Times can. New York Times guilty of far more misinformation than our show has ever been. Top outcomes to stop right-wing media manipulation. The internet and social media platforms like Google and Facebook will no longer uncritically and without uh, consequence host or enrich fake news or propagandists. Deplatform, demonetize, that's the goal. Using AI and collaborating with social media platforms, you gotta, you gotta hand it to them for being utterly evil and for projecting where they were going. They're going to use AI to collaborate. This is in 2017. 2017, nigh on six, seven years ago, using AI and collaborating with social media platforms. Media Matters has already secured access to raw data from Facebook, Twitter, and other social media sites. What? We put together in place a, a technology necessary to automatically mine white nationalist message board and alt-right communities from our archives. Read their mining conservative opinions and viewpoints, and they're slandering them. They're smearing them as all right. Remember, they had to stand in front of Glenn Youngkin's bus with tiki torches. Democrat activists had to go buy tiki torches and white nationalist gear in order to manufacture that hatred. Supply and demand problem. 
collaborating with social media platforms, then they straight out lay they they straight up lay out the plan. Google and Facebook and Twitter were too open and too free speech centric. They allowed too many opinions. Outlets that push fake news, it is amazing, really, truly, like how they lock in this terminology, are completely dependent on Facebook to spread their lies and ad networks like Google to fund them. Media Matters has a unique insight into fix this problem, part of the media landscape. After Facebook responded to our campaign by acknowledging the problem of fake news and agreeing to do something about it, we began a dialogue. It became clear from our conversations that Facebook needed to help fully understand the problem and identifying concrete solutions. So here's Media Matters going into these tech companies and these social media companies and writing the policies for them. Who do you think those policies are going to benefit? You can see the end result of this, of course, in the clips of Media Matters president, Angelo Corsone, talking about how they are now networking with social media companies to censor, fast forward, COVID misinformation. Oh yeah, remember that? Remember when we were right about everything? Who was behind the censorship regime to get so many of our friends and so many people that spoke the truth about COVID kicked off? Why? You guessed it. The, the first thing we do day to day is we try to identify, is there something percolating right now that is going to be a problem in a couple of days? Um, that we can actually stop. So, you know, we could see, for example, a new video, and I'll use COVID as an instance because it, it's really clear and understandable. You know, there were instances where we saw in the fever swamps, so in these, you know, message board communities and other places that we monitor, uh, where there was a, a new video that would have certainly gone viral about COVID uh, on its way, say, in two or three days, that because of what we already knew was in the video itself, we could go to the platform and say, hey, this thing is coming down. These are all the ways in which it violates your terms of service. You should start to think about um, ensuring that your recommendation engine is not accidentally supercharging this. We know there's a coordinated effort to manipulate the algorithm to juice it. <laughs> Always uh, accuse your enemies of that which you are guilty, right? It's incredible that you're juicing, conservatives are juicing the algorithm for COVID misinformation. It's so laughable. It's so banal. It's so evil. And the playbook has really been tried and true. And it's quite frankly, again, it's important to respect thy enemy when they are actually effective at something. Look at the scalps on the wall for media matters. It has nothing to do. Nobody can point to the lie for any of these hosts. Glenn Beck. Rush Limbaugh, Trump, they went after Trump's shirt and ties at Macy in 2013. Let me repeat this. Media Matters was behind a attack on Donald Trump ties and Donald Trump dress shirts being sold at Macy's in 2013. They were effective. They got them pulled off the shelves. Bill O'Reilly got kicked off air because of Media Matters. Tucker Carlson moved his show over to X after being fired from Fox in 2013, 2023, correction. And now they're going after the platform that hosts Tucker's show, X, Elon Musk. Are you seeing a trend here? Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, Bill O'Reilly, Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk. Are you connecting the dots? You know, it's not a, it has nothing to do with the Jewish people. They themselves are the ones apologizing. Check this out. Angelo Corazon apologized publicly for his blog posts about Jewry. Again, 
a derogatory slur of the Jewish people, in his own words. Can't ever find quotes like that from Elon Musk, but you sure can find them from the head of Media Matters. And you sure can find an enormous amount of evil, vile, anti-Semitic drivel from the writers at Media Matters. Tweet after tweet after tweet. We put them all on your screen. Too many to read. So the iron law holds true. The iron law of wokeism. Accuse your enemies of doing what that which you are guilty of. Media Matters is guilty of being a deeply steeped uh, anti-Semitic Jew-hating organization. As evidenced by their own writing. Right? And they accuse members of the conservative politique, body politique, of the same thing that they are guilty of. Media Matters is guilty of colluding in order to try and get conservatives and being very effective at getting conservatives, Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, Glenn Beck, Tucker Carlson, Bill O'Reilly, getting some of the strongest voices of our movement deplatformed, kicked offline, advertising boycotts. Yet they say they're defending democracy. But it's quite the opposite. What they're engaging in is textbook fascism. It's why we at the Benny Show, along with Tim Pool, some of my fellow co-hosts here at Tenet, uh, were really happy to say that we are going to heavily up our advertising spend on X. We can fight back, of course, and we did. And there is a movement that isn't going to take this shit anymore. We're very excited about this moment in time. They are being exposed. David Brock was kicked out uh, for undisclosed reasons in 2022 from Media Matters. Uh-oh. David Brock abruptly announced that he'll be giving up his role as chairman of the far-left organization in 2022. I can't imagine why. When you lead a pit of vipers and the vipers kick you out, what does that say about you morally? We're really happy to be fighting back against these people because they are actually standing antithetical and athwart uh, the principles that make you free men and women. And a free man joins the program right now. Christopher Bedford has been in a age-old battle with Media Matters over their so-called reporting and or over their politics of personal destruction. Chris has worked hand-in-glove with Tucker Carlson for the better part of a decade in the building of the Daily Caller and the Daily Caller News Foundation. Christopher Bedford, a consummate writer and a very smart man in the DC politique, joins us now. Chris, thank you so much for being in the arena with us. Uh, David Brock, one of your best friends. Tell Love me about him. go way back. Yeah. <laughs> you published some of the greatest hit pieces on Media Matters and exposed these people for who they actually are. And we've been covering them. Peter Hassan and his uh, Japs and Jewry and Trannies expose on the people who actually run Media Matters shows them to truly be the hate organization. Yet they are that that's what they're accusing Elon Musk of being your thoughts. Yeah, they're a completely hateful, paranoid organization. They, I mean, Brock has left now, but he kind of embodies their, their general idea. He's he's paranoid, he's kind of traitorous, he's not very loyal to people. Uh, the first stories that we really started to do on Media Matters was over 10 years ago in 2012. Vince Colonnais, Tucker, everyone was involved in this, and it started because one of their former staffers just dropped off a binder of internal communications and information and said, these guys are nuts, check this out. 
this is back when the Daily Caller was you know, one or two years old, uh, started going through that. And, and, you know, you've been talking about this whole time, about how crazy and kind of wicked and paranoid an organization Media Matters is. But one of the first things we learned in that was how closely they worked with the press. They had, We had mm. staffers talking to us, former staffers, because it's a weird environment that doesn't breed loyalty in itself, coming out and talking to us saying, yeah, we put things in the LA Times, easy. We put things in the San Francisco Chronicle. The Huffington Post, Sam Stein and Ben Smith were always good for something. Oh, and by the way, if you can't place a story, just give it to the Washington Post, Greg Sargent. He's always going to run whatever we say. So for all the the craziness that they spout and the obsessions they have with Tucker, uh, the media is working hand in glove with them the entire time and just repeating their craziness is how it gets out there. We have this document from the autopsy of the 2016 election where David Brock says he's going to double down on being a clearinghouse, his words exactly, and now your words, of Democrat misinformation or research. And so what you're saying is that the media matters effectively acts as the legs for any media reporter to simply publish Democrat oppo. Yeah, exactly. They, he's a clear, he's, just like you said, he's a clearinghouse and kind of a crazy one at that. One of my favorite stories was a follow-up to the original 2012 reporting that said David Brock, one of his staff described him as having more security than a third world dictator. They had armed men on the roof when he went up there for his cigarette breaks because he was afraid of right-wing snipers. This is a guy who's very against the Second Amendment. <laughs> and now he's a clearinghouse, though he's been kind of pushed out since the Clintons have really fallen from power. Now, he, the way he started, and you've gone over this a little bit, was as, a, as an investigative journalist for the American Spectator. He was a real pit bull against the corruption in the Clinton administration. And then he decided he didn't like his friends, or he wasn't popular enough because of his sexual choices. He didn't feel included. And he, he, he became a mirror image of himself, just like a, a radical pit bull for the Democratic left, trying to ingratiate himself to these new strange masters. And it continues today. It, it does show a personal level of debasement and a lack of any type of moral grounding, a lack of a connection with God, if you are able to just flip like that, right? So this guy wrote books about how corrupt Hillary Clinton was and then went on to create entire infrastructure for Hillary Clinton's corruption. What does that say about a person's soul, Chris? He's got a very bad reputation here in Washington, D.C., which is difficult to get. When people look at you and say, <laughs> I can't trust this person, this person creeps me out. You know, you were talking about his obsession with Tucker, and Tucker's got a great line where he says, if someone feels like a creep, they are. Because remember, at the base of it, we are kind of animals. Just the way that dogs can tell when someone's weird. Humans, you get that first feeling. You can tell that someone's weird. And David Brock makes even his allies squirm. Yeah, so what were some of the greatest uh, exposés that you ran on Media Matters? Again, you had an incredible tenureship at The Daily Caller. You built this company with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was, you could argue, probably the, other than Glenn Beck, maybe, the, the, the chief attack vector for Media Matters. It'd be hard to argue, put one against each other. Uh, we've gone through some of your reporting here from Peter Hassan. Uh, what, what other things uh, did you discover? Well, my favorite, of course, is one I mentioned about David Brock being afraid of right-wing snipers when he was smoking a cigarette in Washington, D.C. But the caller, especially Andrew Kerr, has done some really great work. He's now at the Washington Examiner. He's uh, one of those reporters who just really digs into the tax returns. And he was able to help expose that Brock was making millions and millions of dollars through American Bridge. Uh, he was basically profiting for millions of, millions of dollars from their nonprofit status by plus shell game with the money. And 
Well, it is fun to laugh at them over sniper stories, and it's fun to expose these liberal reporters for being total shills. What you really have to do with these guys is, is show the corruption, the tax, the dodginess, the illegal behavior that they do with their taxes in order to make, uh, with their nonprofit status in order to make money. Because that's the sort of thing that actually launches these investigations, and that's the sort of thing that actually takes down bad organizations like Media Matters. Media Matters founder accused of illegally profiting from progressive nonprofit group. Can you break this down for us, Chris? Sure. He was he was using America, the American Bridge Pack, moving money back and forth, things things that were protected by nonprofit status, money that was being given by donors to try and not actually not to for-profit things as tax write-offs. He was moving that to some of his packs, and those packs were paying out different groups that were ended up uh, at the end of the day with David Brock being a very wealthy man. We have uh, done our research on on you, Chris. Oh, and this is gonna. Yeah. I know this. I know this is gonna terrify you. Seventy-eight times you are mentioned on Media Matters website. <laughs> <laughs> you have so many articles on you. They're great. Which, which, like, uh, okay, let's just let's just put up let's just put up some let's just put up some of them. Seventy eight times we've had other guests on the program. You are the most mentioned person on Media Matters that we've had on no our program idea. here, Chris. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I had no idea. So uh, here you here here you are. here's a Media Matters piece on you where you said that you are uh, making your employees work, and Media Matters yeah. took major problem had major <laughs> umbrage uh, with that. And so that you know, got that's you a hit piece. Probably the only Media Matters headline that I remember them publishing on me was that one. And I thought it was funny because I said significantly more offensive things during that <laughs> hour of TV. And the one thing that shows was me talking about the Daily Caller model. You know it from before that at The Blaze and other places. You know that from now, which is that young people should work. When you're in your 20s and you come to Washington, D.C., and you, you don't yet have a family, unless you do, which is the better decision, but if you don't yet, and all you have to worry about is your beer budget, then you should split a crummy apartment in a bad neighborhood with four of your friends and work 50 hours a day and do everything you can to out-hustle and don't go to human resources and don't complain about getting yelled at. Just do your job, learn. That's what the 20s are for. And if you want to be successful in journalism, you ought to do that. And it's a, it's a real shame how much human resources really hobbles places. And I guess Media Matters thought that uh, that was offensive, but I was a little offended by uh, by how they skipped over all the other like blatantly insane content that I was putting forth. <laughs> Pay attention. Stop smoking. <laughs> put, the, put the joint down for a second and actually watch TV. You'll find out that Chris Bedford doesn't like homelessness. Actually, here's one from 2019, another hit piece on you. You don't like homelessness. Fox News zeroes in on homelessness. Uh, here's what you had to say at the time in 2019. San Francisco's not taking care of the people who aren't there. And, and you've got a point here with there are a lot of people who are being left behind in this new economy, but what, a lot of people who are being left behind now are the store owners. There was just a documentary yes. released, Seattle is Dying, and that's not some fringe website. This is their major anchor for 15 years released it. And the problem is the police are not enforcing the laws. They're allowing people to feel threatened. They're allowing garbage everywhere. They're Okay, so this is uh, Media Matters standing and simping for the homeless vagrants that have been terrorizing San Francisco and far left communities uh, all, uh, all from coast to coast. So, gotcha. <laughs> I'm not sure what they took issue with there. Uh, there's two things I noticed from rewatching that clip. One, I need to get back on a diet and maybe exercise a little bit more. But two, Media Matters obviously doesn't understand homelessness. 
I mean, if you're one of those folks that goes out and volunteers at a soup kitchen or helps out at shelters and sees people who are homeless in these shelters, you'll know that a lot of them are in there for a period of days, maybe weeks, maybe maybe a few months until they get back in their feet. Dad's going to work, trying to find a job every day. Uh, maybe mom's watching the kids. It can be heartbreaking, and those are down and out families. Now, when you see someone foaming at the mouth with their pants around their ankles, covered in their own vomit, uh, walking around with their eyes rolled back in the head in 30-degree weather, that person is not just otherly housed. That person is experiencing mental illness or drug addiction. They're responsible for crime. They need to be either taken care of in treatment or they need to be arrested for public indecency and assault. And they've been ruining and destroying cities, this tolerance for it. And, you know, they, they, they push it as tolerance, but that's insane. If you walked by your brother laying on the ground addicted to crack, would you just step over him and say that's his right? If you actually love that person, like you would a brother, you'd reach down and help them and pick them up. But I guess that's super foreign to media matters. I, so far, I, I've said some pretty wild things in my career that like ought to have gotten me canceled, but I haven't seen any media matters headlines so far that really caught those ones yet. Yeah, we have one. They they they're upset at you for attacking for calling the Green New Deal extremist again. Seventy eight different yeah. mentions. Oh, it's a it's a huge badge of honor, Chris. I mean, I'll. I'll send you an extra Christmas present for this. Like, we're very proud of you. I didn't know you were mentioned 78 times by Media Matters. We were amazed in our research here. It's too many to cover. I did want to put a pin in one thing, however, which is this does seem like classic projection because Angelo Corazon has written about Jewry, right? And and Media Matters employees, dozen, like, like a half dozen of them at least, have talked about how the state of Israel just shouldn't exist, right? It's a genocide state. Yet they're attacking Elon Musk for anti-Semitism. And it does seem as though that is a projection mechanism. And they're accusing Elon Musk of that which they are guilty of. I haven't seen a single Media Matters piece on how Israel's right to defend itself or even how like children shouldn't be murdered in their cribs. And so can you just sort of, with your deep uh, and abiding knowledge of how Media Matters operates, explain to me what this vector is, this new attack vector on Elon Musk. How is it, how is it working and will it be successful? You know, first off, there's there's two warnings. When you're in conversation and you're talking about Israel, if someone uses the term Jewry or refers to Jewish people as the Jew, you know that they're probably coming from a pretty bad place. <laughs> That's on full display at Media Matters. Now, they, they're furious at Elon Musk. Elon Musk has platformed Tucker Carlson. Elon Musk has platformed Benny Johnson. It's it's really insane what they're doing out there. So what they've done is they've they've taken offensive content that they find and they've put it next to uh, advertisements by corporations, and they've tried to send that to these corporations that said, look, offensive things are appearing next to your advertising. They've had to game the system. They've had to rig it. They've been dishonest. It's potentially fraudulent. That's where Elon Musk is going after them right now. Now, basically, there is, of course, some difficulty when you're posting advertising on a social media platform that there's gonna ha that's going to happen. But the only way that you really would have gotten this content on X is if you had maybe followed six neo-Nazi accounts and Best Buy, and you refreshed your screen a hundred times, and then maybe something offensive would pop up next to your Best Buy ad. So what they're doing is they're trying to intimidate. And it's it's a tactic that Van Jones really pioneered back in the day, Al Sharpton before that with uh, with their coalitions, where they would go, they would make websites, mock websites that weren't even real yet. They would go to corporations, other business leaders that were backing maybe conservative causes or backing Christian causes or maybe just backing the Boy Scouts. And they would say, here's the campaign that we're going to run against you unless you cease your donations, unless you cease your free speech, unless you cease your support for these causes. 
And oh, by the way, a million dollar donation to our organization wouldn't hurt either. Uh, Elon Musk, fortunately, has been fighting back. He's, he's fought back against the ADF. He's fighting back now against Media Matters. And a lot of these bullies, as you know, once you go back and just push them over, it turns out they're pretty full of air and they've got a lot of things that they want to hide. And if I was Media Matters, I'd be afraid of discovery. Yeah, I I, I can't wait, actually. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Christmas be awesome. here. Christmas come <laughs> early. Yeah, it does seem to simply be freedom versus slavery. They don't want you to be able to think freely. They don't want you to be able to speak freely. Free thinking is a precursor to free speech, and they hate that, and they need chattel slavery. They need people to be slaves, and they need people to be scared. And these tactics can't carry on. Chris, thank you so much for your Thanks, fight against against these tactics. Proud <laughs> few, <to> be <laughs> few, few have done more than Chris Bedford. And congratulations, 78 mentions. Got to up yeah, those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. Got up those numbers. I, know, I need to work on it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Media Matters fancies itself as the protector of disenfranchised minorities and the protector of marginalized communities, you see. And that protection, of course, extends only so far as those minorities and marginalized communities parrot and speak exactly the language and the talking points and the thought points that Media Matters tells them to. If you dare deviate from the Media Matters talking points, well, you will be attacked and destroyed. We will come after your career. We'll do hit piece after hit piece on you, regardless of what community or what protected visage you happen to come from in America, and we will seek to destroy you. So they don't actually believe any of this stuff. It really is all about power and it's fascistic in nature. Joining us now, a victim of Media Matters, overt hit pieces, the great Rob Smith. Joining us now, the great Rob Smith, who has an absolutely spectacular takedown of a Media Matters takedown of him banning him from his favorite Fox shows. Rob, thank you so much for being in the arena. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So this has been an interesting uh, sort of uh, haymaker that you've thrown at Media Matters. You have a fascinating background. Uh, you're a veteran. You've been an activist. You've been a very much a contrarian in your career and a regular guest on Fox until Media Matters wrote a hit piece on you. In New York City, these are very far left liberal parents who think that taking their kids to things like this is a way to, uh, quote unquote, own the conservatives. But I want to make a point about Drag Queen Story Hour in the origins. It seems to be this thing that just popped up. This didn't come out of nowhere. So Chris Rufo did a very deep, good deep dive into the origins of Drag Queen Story Hour. This is the work of very far left radical sort of queer theory people, right? And so these far left radicals, mm -hmm. the end goal is the normalization of pedophilia, right? So we cannot look at Drag Queen Story Hour, and I know that this may be a little controversial. We a cannot little. Look, we, we cannot look at Drag Queen Story Hour as anything more than grooming the American public towards normalizing um, pedophilia among a very, very far left crowd. I cannot look at this as any other way. And, and Harris, I, so, I'm a gay man and I see it. So hold on. What you're doing there is having a conversation that's being had 
yeah. uh, in the main in the mainstream, right? Which right. is why isn't there a drag queen story hour at the nursing home, and why uh, why aren't there drag queen story hours for homeless people? Yeah. Why are there only drag queen story hours for little children? And there does seem to be an absolute indoctrination element to all of this. Media Matters is upset that you noticed that your crime seems to be Rob that you noticed in that totally normative clip there, and they were offended. Yeah. And it was a very, it was a very normative clip, and it was just a very, um, just you know, regular conversation. It was a very respectful conversation as well. Uh, but here's the thing: with, with the partisans like Media Matters, the crime is not, um, you, the crime is not what they're doing, right? The crime is that oh, I am seeing what you are doing, and I am literally presenting it to the public that this is what it is, right? It's almost like the argument that they made uh, with critical race theory, where. It starts as that doesn't exist, and then it ends up as, oh, this thing exists. This is why it's good, right? So we see this right. over and over again. And I, I think that sometimes being who I am sort of in this space and having a different take of things and, and also being a right-leaning person, I kind of see some things that other people don't, whereas there's one level to that segment that we were talking about where, yeah, you know, there's, there's a crime element to it. You know, you as a citizen, you know, it's probably not right to, to go and, and, and start scuffles with police officers and things like that um, if they're there for an event that you don't like. And that's one level. And then there's this other level, which it seems like we're only allowed to talk about the other level, you know, here on, on the Internet or on social media, which is what is the long term overall goal for all of this stuff? Uh, Drag Queen Story Hour didn't start from nowhere. And to make a point about media matters, if I will, and this is where I kind of have a criticism of the Republican Party and of people on the right, what liberals do brilliantly is they understand the long game. Media yes. matters was founded about 20 years ago, yes. and they understood that in thinking 20 years from now, we have to delegitimize these conservative outlets that are now starting to pop up to a level to where we can scare advertisers away. They have this sort of long-term view of things that I see missing from the conservative movement and missing from the right side of the aisle. Um, so I'm not obviously not a, a fan of Media Matters. I think that they're hopeless partisans. But I got to tell you something, you know, these people on the left, they're evil, but they're not stupid. And if we on the right don't start sort of taking, you know, some of the lessons from the things that they have executed, then I, I think that it's not going to be looking great for us uh, for the next 20, 30 years in this country. You tweet you tweet in a tweet that's gone thermonuclear, seen by a million people, has a ton of engagement uh, and was like, quite frankly, stand at a perfect time when Media Matters, of course, was coming for Elon Musk, yeah. who's super anti-Semitic, yet he's meeting with the leader of Israel uh, in Israel today, yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk anti-Semitic, Rob Smith is anti-gay. <laughs> it's a, it's incredible. Down is up, up is it's down. Incredible. Peace is war. Yes, media matters is trash. You say conservatives, conservative-leaning outlets should not fear them or the pressure that they put on advertisers and stop being controlled. I hope Elon Musk sues them into oblivion. Elon Musk followed, of course, your advice. There did sue him into oblivion. What about the advertisers, though, who listen to this? And, and I'm not, not trying to dunk on Fox or anything here, but clearly, like people inside of large corporate media companies read Media Matters and say, yeah. "Oh, I can't book that person. Can't touch that person." You can effectively, for 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 the cost of a, a web page, ruin someone's career forever. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that at a certain point. 
Um, and this is a conversation that I've been happening sort of like, you know, within corporations and things like that as well. At a certain point, these advertisers are going to have to stop bowing down to the pressure that comes with, yes. in effect, this is cancel culture. This is what this yes. is. This network has a person on that has some idea that we do not agree with. And we are going to say that this is anti-gay or anti-black or whatever it is that their spin is. And so we want you to not spend your money there. It's a joke, okay? It is the definition of cancel culture. And Benny, this stuff does not stop until these advertisers and until these corporations stop sort of buckling under the pressure, all right? Bullies go away and bullies back down when you stand up to them, okay? And so these advertisers and these corporations and these, these entities and all these other things, they need to basically know what media matters is. These people are not as powerful as they pretend to be. In fact, their, their, their relevance and their power is very much dwindling. Like I said, I hope that Elon does sue them into oblivion. And I think that Elon is making a very strong point here in a strong stance, which is you will not call me anti-Semitic. You will not call my platform anti-Semitic. And you will not manipulate things in order to present a false story. Because when it comes down to it, the, the whole thing that was happening with Elon and Media Matters is these outlets like Media Matters, these, these hack partisan activist organizations, what they want is the headline that says, oh, this content was shown or these advertisers ads were shown next to, quote unquote, white supremacist or anti-Semitic content. They want the headline. And so what happens is the rest of the hacks in the mainstream media say, Media Matters reports, whatever the headline yes. is, right? These are hack organizations. They have zero journalistic integrity in the mainstream media outlets that allow themselves to be used by hack partisan organizations like Media Matters are no better. It's just basic bullying, right? It's yeah. it's just simple. It's just simple bullying and they don't want the headline and they're cowards. And I think that the, they're cowards who actually listen to anti-Semites. This is the amazing part about all of this is that Media Matters is the place that em employs anti-Semites. You can go through and look at their reporters and oh, what yeah, they say. Yeah. They say Israel shouldn't exist. The guy who runs Media Matters uh, slur literally slurs and libels Jews and the Jewish people uh, in, in his writings. And so it's a really, it's really wild uh, because what these advertisers are doing, Apple, IBM, they're actually going along with the, the, the Jew haters. They're going along with the people who hate the Jewish people uh, and pulling their ads because Elon Musk actually likes Israel too much. I think yeah. that's really the, the bizarre world headline here uh, is that these people, are, they're, they're listening to the anti-Semites. It's wild. You know, they are. And, it, and it's like, I think that we are really at an inflection point here, Benny, with, you know, all of the voices online and all the new platforms that are coming out right now. And honestly, and I was thinking about this before, you know, not to turn into like too much of an Elon love fest. We all love Elon, but I don't think that people really comprehend um, what he has done for free speech in the society by purchasing Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, X, um, and making it a place where you can go um, for open and honest dialogue and open and honest speech. And one of the things that these people do is they turn on what I like to call the hate machine, right? Uh, it it got, it's happened to Joe Rogan. It's happened to Candace Owens. It has now happened to Elon Musk. It's happened to a lot of people. 
And so they want to smear uh, the public's view of not only Elon, but also X in a way to where they're going to try to start delegitimizing X as a platform. No, that is the haven of alt-right and white supremacists and anti-Semites and all of those other things. Please go over to threads, which nobody's at, by the way. Uh, Go over to these outlets that we control so that we can control the messaging. And fundamentally, what this is all about is it's about who controls the messaging and who controls the message. And bringing back to Media Matters, I had to tell you, if these advertisers, um, if, you know, these conservative media entities, if all of these people, if they do not stop allowing themselves to be pushed around by the Media Matters of the world, which is basically the left, these people do not start standing up to the left, then there's not going to be anything left. There's not going to be any more spaces for free speech, which is why Elon's so important. The last one, it's so good. It's so good. Just real fast. Just real fast for us. Yeah. 200 things Fox News is labeled woke. You are in an article with a pink M- with a purple M&M, Bud Light, My Little Pony, uh, and Disney. So congratulations, Rob. By the way, this is a, this is a badge of honor. And you know, you, you're, saying that, you're saying that the military uh, was woke for d- demanding that people respect pronouns. This is why you're listed in this article. You're a veteran, yeah. right? Like... This is an organization, Media Matters is an organization that's clearly uh, simping for Iranian terrorists yeah. and clearly simping for multinational corporations that thank um, concentration camp regimes. So, like, who's the bad guys here? Yeah, look, you know, obviously they are, but it's really funny with organizations like Media Matters and and, and all of these other ones, and, and, and particularly today's left in general, these people actually really do, Benny, they really do think that they're the good guys. They really do think that they're the good guys for forcing people to take medicine that they don't want. Uh, they really think that they're the good guys for burning down streets across the country uh, you know, in the name of racial harmony, uh, allegedly, which is what Black Lives Matter was allegedly, you know, supposed to refer to. These people think that they are the good guys for trying to get government and federal funding to police speech and have a literal ministry of truth. Remember when they tried to pull that one? So these people think that they're the good guys. They don't know that they're the bad guys. And I don't know that they will realize this for for quite some time. I think that the brainwashing is just uh, a little bit too deep. But Media Matters and and the people that run this place, they think that, Benny, they literally think that they are saving America. They think that they are doing the Lord's work by simping for terrorists and uh, covering for big multinational organizations against me, Governor DeSantis in Florida, (laughs) who wants to hold them accountable and make them pay taxes (laughs) the way that they they should. Yeah, Rob, you're you're the threat, not Disney and not the Communist Party of China. You, that's right. Good. (laughs) Oh, man. Rob, thank you so much for joining the program. This is uh, really, really been exciting. Good job, man. Congrats, congratulations. What a badge of honor. I, uh, you know, I, if I'm, if I'm, you can tell a man's, vi- what is it? You can tell a man's virtues by his enemies, something right. like that. I am proud, proud uh, to have made an enemy out of a scumbag, low level POS operation like Media Matters. Such a great point. That's exactly right. Judge a man by the quality of his enemies. Rob Smith. Thank you for joining the program. Thanks, Benny.
fun rockin' show. Ladies and gentlemen, we try as hard as we can in the arena to go into the details of what is actually happening in the world around you, to do the research and to pull the numbers and to pull the facts and to pull the guests and the people with the first world experience of what's actually happening, how the system works. You don't want to live inside of a country without free speech because a country without free speech is a country without free thought. And a country without free thought is a country of slaves. And you were commanded to not be a slave. You don't want slavery. And they don't need chains, physical chains any longer. They have digital change. And Media Matters is an organization that is all about the digital chains to lock up dissent and to lock up their political enemies. It is just as evil. It is just a new, sophisticated and technologically advanced form of slavery. And these people are the slavers. And so it's good and righteous to fight against them. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we will do here on Tenet, in the arena. It's your boy, Benny. We throw the punches. See ya.